Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, Happy Hour listeners, welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm happy you're here. Happy Friday. Before I do anything else, I need to give a huge shout out to my mom who listens to every episode. She's probably listening to this as she's driving to my house right now because we are celebrating her 70th birthday this weekend. And yes, you know what? I just called out my mom's age because if you look at my mom, she looks like she's 55. So happy birthday to my mom, Karen, a.k.a. Nana. Okay, happy Friday to you guys, no matter what you're doing today. I hope that today is a good day. I hope you can find something good in today. One of the things that is most of the time really good for me is Instagram. I love Instagram. I think it's a great way to connect. I think it's a great way to share what's going on in your life. And I love meeting you on Instagram. And so if you've never seen my Instagram, check it out today. It's at Jamie Ivy. J-A-M-I-E-I-V-E-Y. You guys, today's guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Heather McFadden. And I have known Heather for a long time. And I'm so happy that she's here. She was actually on the podcast for a series we did in 2018 when my book, If You Only Knew, came out and she came on and talked about anxiety. And so she's back and she has a book that just released called Don't Mom Alone. She also has a podcast called Don't Mom Alone. What she really wants is for women to not do life alone. Obviously, she talks to a lot of mothers, but I want to give you a heads up. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh, this is about parenting. Nope, it is not about parenting. It is about community. It is about listening to the Holy Spirit and it is about healing. And so she happens to talk to moms a lot. We happen to both be moms, but this podcast is way more than how to not mom alone. But if you are a mom, I would love for you to go grab Heather's book, Don't Mom Alone, Growing the Relationships You Need to Be the Mom You Want to Be. And this was a dear conversation to me. And something special happened a couple weeks earlier when we recorded a show for her podcast. I'm going to tell you about it at the end of the show. So stick around for that. But here is my friend, Heather McFadden. Heather, welcome to the happy hour. Oh, thanks for having me. This is great. Okay, so uh, you have been on the happy hour, but it was for like a series. Yeah. So when I released my first book, if you only knew I did, I don't even know how many, a series of, if you only news, (laughs) if you only news, and you were on that with me in January of 2018, man, like a blink of an eye, blink of an eye. And here we are. Well, welcome back to the happy hour should say. So introduce yourself to my listeners. Yeah. So I live in Dallas, Texas, and I have four boys nine to 16 and a husband, Bruce, who works upstairs now. So I, 
Share you know an office funny? with him. Is I always dreamed of Aaron and I sharing an office. Like I had this idealistic world where we had this office in our house and we had these desks that faced <laughs> each other and we just worked away and then we'd look at each other and smile and wink, wink, no. and then you have lunch <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, that is some people's realities with what we've had in the last 18 months. But for our entire marriage, I have said that little dream fantasy to Aaron and my husband. He loves me so much. But he says to me straight up, that would be the worst thing I could ever imagine. He's like, I love you, Jamie. I don't want to work in the same room with you all day long. Maybe you're feeling the same way about your house. (laughs) He might be moving to an office soon. And I think it's the right time. I think it's good for him. It's good for us. Yeah. I feel like this is like, this new thing that people have had to grapple with of people who've had the luxury and privilege of being able to work from home in the midst of this pandemic. And then they're all like, I love my office. (laughs) Seeing people is good. Yes. Yes. Productivity isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. 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 Well, and mom to four boys, you know, one thing I think is interesting about your parenting right now is this is a lot of people's stories, but my kids right now, they can enjoy a lot of the same things of 13 to 17. Obviously there's some differences, high school, middle school, boys, girls, but you're kind of in this like preteen plus teen stage. Yeah. Is that awkward and hard? Yeah. It's been tricky. I kind of, you know, there's nostalgia over past seasons, but it felt like there was this really cool window when we were out of all the diapers and nap time. And, but we weren't quite into the teens and they were all cute and sweet and innocent together. (laughs) Yeah. All at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's like telling our nine-year-old all the time, you cannot tell your friends that you saw this movie. You cannot tell that joke. You cannot say that phrase. And even if he says innocent things, sometimes teachers think he's saying the non-innocent thing because they assume he's heard it from his 16 or 14 year old brother. Yeah. They're all old. Gosh. I do remember that my oldest son at the time when he was like young, young, four or five years old, maybe five or six, he was friends with a boy who was the youngest boy. So he had older siblings and like my son had never seen Star Wars and like he had never done these things. And the other kid was like, really? And I was like, we are not ready for that yet. You know, it's like now my daughter, we're like watching The Shining on family vacation. I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. (laughs) Just close your eyes. Yeah, it's a whole different world. Well, also, Heather, you have a phenomenal podcast. So a lot of people probably know you from that. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So I host the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Originally, it was called the God-Centered Mom, which I always say. Do you hate that? that? It feels heavy. Okay. But it wasn't the original intention. And then it kind of got misinterpreted, I think, by some moms that I was going to help them become the God-Centered Mom, or I had some hidden formula of perfection. And I was like, no, no, no. The whole point is that I'm a hot mess. Oh, and it's like this constant, like I have to replace me with what God wants, you know? Yeah. But him back I in would listen to a show that had a formula for being <laughs> the best mom. Like <laughs> if that show is out there, you just tell Heather and I, because we are here to take that in, but it's not. Okay. So you transitioned to the don't mom alone podcast. What was the yeah. reason? I remember when you went through that, of that, I need kind of change the, the name and the branding. What felt different about don't mom alone versus God centered mom? I think for so many years, I mean, well, for so many years, people didn't know what a podcast was. 
So then when they started finding it, moms would reach out that they were listening, but I wasn't seeing them connecting with each other. Mm. And then a mom reached out to me and she said, Hey, I have started using your podcast episodes as curriculum for our small group. So we get together and we discuss it. And I thought, Oh my goodness, that's what I want because Mm. I cannot know your unique journey and what you're walking through today. But if you can connect with women in your real world and these guests and experts and other moms can inform it or provide an excuse to get together and be vulnerable with each other in your real life. I'm all for that. So Mm. we were using it as a hashtag for our podcast clubs, which is like a book club, but with podcasts. Anyway, it just kind of took off from there. And so many people could relate to, no, I don't want to do this alone. I know that I am not capable of doing this by myself. And it still integrated the God piece because Mm -hmm. even in the book, the first third is my journey of humility and recognizing I was trying to do it without God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had all the skills and the ability to create these amazing adults and (laughs) quickly. I think by the second boy in, I realized that was maybe the first boy we hadn't left the hospital yet. I don't know. (laughs) Early. Well, you know, you're talking about Don't Mom Alone, the name of your podcast. It's also the name of your book that released October 12th. You guys can pick it up. It's really great. And they talk about like living in community and doing life together. And I think that is a very buzzword, cliche, Christian type thing. Like who's your community? Are you in a group? And what does that mean? And yet I believe in these things and I know the facts about them, that they matter. Yet I still find myself sometimes pulling away from community. Like whether that's out of fear or embarrassment or time or whatever it might be. I know I've heard you talk about a season of pulling away. What did that look like and why were you pulling away? Yeah, so I 100% agree. Most people know Mm -hmm. that they need community or they really know that they desire authentic community, not just like hanging out in the same places. Yeah, And I was gifted with a church body that valued mentoring, valued small groups. And we were part of a Sunday school class and we had lots of, lots of friends. And I even hosted a play group, but I found that as I had more and more kids, I pulled more and more away from those people because I had the false impression that my efforts and my skill determined whether I was a good mom or a bad mom. And their wrong behavior was a reflection Mm. on me. And so I didn't want to be around people and they would see that my kids are a mess, like Mm -hmm. making mistakes, or they'd see that I was completely overwhelmed and anxious and kind of in fight or flight all the time, because I did have this false belief that I had to control all of them and you can't control four boys. It's Mm -hmm. impossible. Yeah. So it compounded with the fact that at the time I was writing on God Center Mama blog and feeling this pressure to be super uber spiritual on top of it. So I can't lie. We have in the church even that I can't show you my challenges or Mm. you guys are going to tell me some scripture that I need to have more faith or I can't tell you about my anxiety because I'll be judged. And you and I have talked about that, I think, in that episode we did. And your book completely, if you only knew, it's this Mm. invitation of guys, we all have stuff. If we didn't, we wouldn't need Jesus. If we were perfect, why would (laughs) would we need Jesus? But we can know all that. Mm-hmm. And then we act from a place of protection and hiding and pretending. Yeah. And Dallas, I didn't grow up here, but it's really good at that, like this area. And I'm sure other communities are too, but yeah. And we go to a really vulnerable church. I just yeah. had my own beliefs yep. that held me back. 
And actually each chapter in the book covers a different isolating idea that I was believing because I was thinking what did keep me from the community Mm -hmm. I had available and knew I needed, but was not tapping into. Yeah. One thing I love about the book is after each chapter, and I'm looking at this one called No Mom is an Island Mm -hmm. and section two of Supported by Others, you have this isolating idea and then you have a connecting truth. And I think it's really great because as we're reading this book as moms, we're like, oh, I relate to this. And the isolating idea for that particular chapter is I have to figure out motherhood on my own. And then the connecting truth is I deepen relationships when I allow others to help me. And so I remember when I was at your house just recently, we recorded a podcast for your show and you mentioned something in passing that I want to ask you about. And you said that you remember a time when there was like, you had a mentor at your house and your kids were there and they did something and you asked her like, what should I do in this situation? And so I think that's a very vulnerable place to be as a mom because you're inviting someone into, I don't know what to do right now. And maybe you're a more seasoned mom or you've had other kids or you're just someone who's really wise. How did you get from pulling away to inviting someone into your house and saying, can you help me with this? What do you see happening here? Yeah, I'll <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Check therapy. Yeah. Anxiety attack, which led to getting professional help and therapy. How old were your kids when that happened? I think my youngest was one. Okay. And so you had a lot of little kids. One, three, five, seven. Yeah. And that's what we talk about on that episode on my show, if you only knew, right? And so I can link that in the show notes for you. And anger. I mean, there was a lot of anger anger. that comes. I mean, it's a secondary to the fear and feeling out of control and wanting to get control. And so I did go through that. And then God graciously, slowly wooed me to himself to a deeper level of my faith, the work he wanted to do in me, because it wasn't about my kids. It wasn't about my community that was holding me back. It was me. Mm. Holding I think myself that's so back. important, Heather, to say yeah. is because we look at our circumstances and we think these are the things that are making me angry. These are the things that are causing me to feel this way. And I think it's so good that you say that's something I've been working on and thinking through as well Is like, what is the underlying thing that's happening that anger is coming out? That's what I'm seeing come out, but there's something so much deeper. And I think sometimes messaging in the church we get is, oh, you shouldn't be so self-focused. It's Mm -hmm. about God. But I truly believe, and one of these steps for me was inner healing prayer Mm -hmm. that friends invited me into. And then I have walked with so many friends. They have been so trusting of me Mm. that we in groups of three have prayed together. And honestly, I've seen God unleashed in their life because something was placed in them. There's this innocence of childhood or part of our stories, or maybe intentional wounds or unintentional wounds. Someone could say a passing comment and it plants something deep in us. And the enemy has a heyday. It is part of your wiring now. And so what we do is we go to a Bible study for this offshoot of that rooted thing. Like, oh, I'm having jealousy. Clip, clip, clip. Oh, I have comparison issues. Clip, clip, clip. But you've never gone down to the like core thing, the rooted thing. And so it's this gift to take time in God's presence with a group of three people and invite the Holy spirit to show us what's a memory that's where did this start? Yeah. And oftentimes it's been four or five conversations with friends outside of a time of prayer that we have been circling an issue. And I'm like, Mm. are you ready to be done with that? Are you ready to be free of this? And we have a time of prayer in this room that you've been in and invite God in and bring up a memory and God shows us. It's a crazy thing how our brains are. Yeah. And we know God's outside of time. And so he can go there. Yeah. And we say, what in that memory, what did I start believing about myself or about you, God? And 
I know we always talk about confession. Like if we did something wrong and it sometimes in these memories, we were wronged, mm-hmm. but we can confess that in that memory of something being done wrong to us or a passing comment that we believe something that wasn't true. Mm. And confession is not this like guilt confession. It's a aligning with God confession. I want to get in line with what is true. And so I'm confessing that this has been untrue. And now I want to believe truly from this core place. And God is so kind, pouring out forgiveness, totally wants you to align with him. That's his goal. And when that happens, we invite Jesus into that memory. And I'll tell you what, it has never been the same. I've prayed wow, so many times with people and it has never been the same story, but Jesus is the same every time. It's you know, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And if you guys are regular listeners, John Mark Comer a couple of weeks ago talked about this exact thing. A couple of weeks before that, Dr. Kurt Thompson was on and he talked about conventional communities and a lot of the same thing. So I feel like October, this is like our theme of the month. We didn't even know it. We just developed a theme, but it is so true. And, you know, talking about like your stories is one of the things that I've learned from Kurt, Dr. Kurt Thompson, is that so many times our parts of our stories are written to for us before we even show up into the world. And so your parents are bringing something to the table. If you have an older sibling, their story is already being set before you even show up. And I think about that even with my kids, like they all have these individual stories that for some of them, especially in our case, who were joined our family through adoption, were developed and written before they ever became an Ivy, you know? And so we have all these things. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. 
here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. I want to go back to this community aspect and with this confessional prayer. Was that something that came to you after you had your moment of your anxiety attack therapy pulling away? Or was that part of the pulling back in? Tell me a little timeline of how that came into play to help you with community. Yeah. So panic attack counseling was doing a book club with friends on Francis Chan's Forgotten God book. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I was reading about what the Holy Spirit does. And I'd say to that group, I know this is all true. Like I've been in church my whole life, grew up in a Baptist church in Indianapolis, but I'm not seeing it. Mm. I'm not seeing the things that he's saying is our promise to us. And I said, why is that? And they all looked at each other as if they had some hidden, like <laughs> they said, Oh, do you really want to know? Of course I really want to know. I mean, it was only four of us sitting there. It wasn't like a hundred people. Yeah. And one of them had, she was the minister at the time of our church minister to women. And so she had to go to a meeting and the other two, one of them had learned about this kind of prayer because her dad had had some health challenges and met a man in Africa and she learned about it. And the other one had been prayed for. And so the two of them had already had experiences. So they prayed with me. And so I got to experience it for myself, this time of being in community and confessing and being healed. And then I met with them again another time and then got to participate and lead. But I would say all of that journey for me was healing that had to happen in order for me to be whole in or in a community. Not that you have to be whole to be in community, but for me, one of the things I had healed was us. This is going to sound oochie woochie voodoo. I'm here for it. Okay. A soul tie mm -hmm. to my mom mm -hmm. that allowed her voice to be louder than God's voice in my life. And so that probably affected your parenting. It affected my parenting. It affected my relationships. It affected, I have this phrase, the voice inside your head is not my voice. Sometimes we're talking to another person in a friend relationship and our words get skewed. And we're like, I didn't even say that. Mm -hmm. It's because they have all these past relationships and trauma and soul ties that are filtering it out mm -hmm. to receive a different message than you intended. And so that was happening. So I was having issues in relationships. And so when we prayed and God revealed the soul tie, it was like this giant wooden beam 
between my mom and I. And they asked me, they said, are she holding it? I said, no, it's coming out of her chest. And I was, you can't make this stuff up. So I was like, I could just see it coming like unintentionally from her own past and her own trauma. And I know the mental health of her dad, she had this beam had happened. It had created distance between us. There was not, you can't bend a wooden beam. We couldn't get closer to each other, but when we supernaturally cut it off, I just bawled. I felt all of a sudden, instead of resistance and distance, I felt compassion for her and the pain and trauma she'd been through. And I wanted to like go rescue her then. And they said, no, you need to hand her over to Jesus. That's her story live. And I'll tell you within a year, she had a diagnosis of breast cancer. My dad got sick and passed away. They were living in Costa Rica at the time and God's done a work in her life. She's healed from cancer. She's doing ministry in Florida as a 75 year old. And she lived in my home for a year. There's no way that would have been possible if that salt I hadn't been dealt with. Yeah. And then just the relationships I built through that inner healing journey where I got to pray with women and we dug into their hard stuff and met Jesus there. Those became my people when my mom moved in with us and my dad passed away. They were the ones bringing meals. They came to Indiana to the funeral. And I'm so grateful that I leaned into the prompting of the Holy Spirit to do the work that needed to happen and spent hours, you know, here on this floor praying with women. So those relationships weren't just passing in the hallway light. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Fine. But real deep life friends. I love hearing that you talk about that because it is like, I would imagine that people are listening the same way I am like leaning in and thinking, man, I want that. And everyone, I think deep in us, we do want that, even though we know that that takes hard work and it takes intentionality. Like we're all, you know, smart women know that that does not come without, you know, investing into that. I want to flip it around just a minute and say, how do we become women who are welcoming to other moms to enter into that? And let's take the mom factor out because that's what your part of your show is, but just become women who are welcoming to other women because all of us have been the woman who enters into a space wanting to be known and loved and seen and safe and secure. But how do we be the woman that sees that person and says to them, you are known, you are safe, you are seen secure here? What does that look like? Well, I want to say one caveat with that is sometimes there's women out there who desperately want that and they have not sought God for it first. Mm, Thank you for that. Yeah. I really think we can't be at all for friends. And so sometimes in those situations, I will walk with friends and I'm pointing them back, pointing them back, pointing them back and letting them know, I see you, I'm with you, you are known, but I know Mm. that what you're missing is something only God can give you. But I really do think Being a safe person involves not just listening with your head so that you have the right next thing to say. I'm in the heart triad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I listen with my heart and empathize and hear like, I don't know if if someone's sharing something with you, can you see them and see past the words? So Mm -hmm. let's say you're having a disagreement about even something going on right now, how your school's handling masks or no masks or vaccines or whatever is divisive. Yeah. If you sat with that person and didn't think about the words coming out of their mouth, but really listened to the emotion and kind of leaned into what you can sense and empathize with their emotion and we could connect there, I think we would be such better friends. When I moved, you know, through the inner healing prayer, then our small group, we joined, started a 12 step study. 
And part of 12 step is that you share your feelings. You mean 12 step is in like the AA model? Got it. Mm -hmm. Recovery does that as well. Yeah. Celebrate recovery, recovery recovery for life. Um, Those are international ministries. And then a gal in our church, Lynn Hoffman, she wrote a study, Steps into God's Grace. And we did her study. Everybody needs 12 steps. (laughs) It's not just for addicts. I agree. I agree. So it starts with feelings and nobody wants to talk about feelings. Most moms feel tired, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's where our little group found a lot of connection and safety and going deeper and showing up for each other and really being that person that sees you because you're sitting there giving them space. You're totally quiet while they share based off a feelings card that has like eight feelings on it. There's a literal card that we hold. So that's like a distractor from Uh looking at each other Uh in this awkward circle. And they're choosing what they're feeling. And it may be, you kind of can get in and out of practice of this, not tapping into what am I feeling? Am I really angry Mm -hmm. or is it pain? Sometimes if you're talking to that friend about how masks are handled in school, you hear anger and you might react from a fight or flight place of like, I'm out of here. I do not want to talk about this or you're going to lean in and it's going to be this big conflict. What if you heard the anger and you notice you're like, oh man, I can tell you're really infuriating. Like you're angry. What do you think is behind that? And you kind of lean into that and get curious about where that anger is. It may show up that they then say, well, my child had a reaction to a vaccine and you know, they made some vow that they're never going to. And then you're like, oh, I can sense the fear. I hear the fear and you can connect there. Man, I get that. I have a lot, you know, a lot of things and I can hear your fear. And I've said that with someone and they said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever gets that. And the reason nobody ever gets that is because nobody asks. Well, or you just sense you're angry. Yeah. Yeah. Or the pain, like maybe they lost a loved one to COVID. And so they want everyone to get a vaccine because Mm -hmm. they don't want to go through that pain again. Yeah. So there's so much behind what we're actually saying. And if we would listen with our hearts a little bit Mm. and get curious behind what's going on and just listen with them and keep that safe there and not gossip about them later. I just think there's a willingness to go deeper with a lot of people. Mm. If we would be those people, you know, it's interesting, everything you were saying about, you know, listening and leaning in and listening with our hearts and really taking the time to try to figure out what is underneath here without sounding like stating the obvious. That really only happens within a personal together body human relationships. So I think a lot of times people are either trying to build this through online relationships or conversate about things over online relationships. And I don't choose to (laughs) be a part of those because I just, I'm like, I do not have enough time in my day to argue with someone online. But I think a lot of that too, what you're saying is we take out the humanity. We take out the wondering what is behind this? What is your history here? What has happened to you that this is so important to you? And we lose that when it's all online. And so it's just, it really is another example of why these personal sit in a room, hold each other's hands, give hugs, look at people's eyes. Those are the ways that we have conversations with people and we love people best that way. Yeah. So, so good. No, I was just going to say that's if someone DMs me, I am straight to the voice memo response. Good for you. You're going to hear my voice and it's going to change the conversation. Well, I don't know that I've ever said this here. If someone DMs me something mean, 
Okay. I 100% send them voice memo. Yeah. Because it changes the way they talk to me actually. Yep. Because they're just typing. I can't believe you. You're so disappointing. I can't believe you would say that. I thought you loved Jesus. You're a heretic. Da, da, da. Send. And they're just like, I told her that Jamie Ivy. And not every time, but sometimes I'll just send a message. Like, hey, this is Jamie. I got your message. I'll just explain a little bit about this. 100% of the time. I'm not kidding. 100% of the time they write back and say, I'm really sorry how that came across because they heard my voice and I got to talk with them. But we have two words of wisdom here. Don't send mean DMs, (laughs) but if you can send a voice memo back, go for it, go for it. Heather, I'm really proud of the work that you're doing with your community. And it comes from a place of your own journey. And that's very evident. And I trust people a lot more with what they're talking about when I can see where they've come. And so the way that you're pouring into your people, the way that you're saying, hey, we can't do this alone, not even just with community, but we need God within all of this. It's important. And I want people to listen up and listen to your book. Don't mom alone, growing the relationships you need to be the mom you want to be came out a few weeks ago in October. Go get it. Everyone pick it up. It is so encouraging for anyone that is being a mom these days. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because (laughs) the charcoal mask. Great. Because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh. Why is charcoal so sticky? Hello. Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Heather, what are you loving and reading these days? So I need something real light, Jamie. Bring real it. Light. So I'm in the uh, second book in the Crazy Rich Asians Oh yeah. Trilogy or whatever it is. Yeah. I read the first one. Is this one good? I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Is there going to be a movie? That's what we're asking. Is there going to be a movie? I'm picturing the movie. I'm thinking it's going to cost trillions of dollars (laughs) because there's so much opulence. Yeah. 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 But it's, you know, my husband's really good at, at the end of the day, making sure he gets upstairs at a reasonable hour and reading before bed. And so I have developed the habit of reading at least a couple pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. What are you loving these days? Okay. So about a year and a half ago, I had my colors done by house of color. I don't even know what that means. It means they drape you and they tell you what season you are. And so I'm a spring. What does that even mean? Who's they, and what are they draping? Okay. Because I need this in my life. I need this. What's happening? So what I'm loving is rent the runway and newly, because I now know what colors look good on me. And what style is my style? Oh, so there's house of color consultants and taking notes. Yeah. So my friend, Erin Morgan, she has one here in Dallas and there's another gal, Jenny Hudnut. She has one here in Dallas. They're their own little businesses and not little big. And you show up and I went with a friend and they drape you in different fabrics. You don't wear makeup, you're natural light. And they let you know it's warm or cool, look better, bright or muted. And you end up with a season. It's like what our grandmas used to tell us. Like you're an autumn, you're a spring, you're a summer, you're a winter. 
There is somebody close to me. I just looked it up. There you go. They're all, it started in the UK. So wait, they're actually not close to me at all. Dang it. (laughs) Come to Dallas again and I'll hook you up. (laughs) There's someone in San Antonio. So maybe then maybe the San Antonio person would come up here. Okay, carry on. This sounds really fun. It is so fun. You should take story. This should be a fun mother-daughter thing. It is my friends I'm who have daughters. I'm going to be in yes. Dallas for an overnight thing. And I think story is going to be with me. I should book this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So mothers and daughters do it. I love it because it has nothing to do with your size. It has everything to do with your skin tone and your hair color. If you dye your hair, they'll cover your hair. But I know that I'm a spring and it has brought me so much joy in life. It's why my book cover is the colors that they are, because those are my spring colors. This is the coolest thing I've heard about in a really long time. I need to let you know. Thank you. So Rent the Runway, I was getting the clothes in my color, but then my friend Erin Morgan did my style. She's the house of color person. And my style is natural ingenue. Okay. (laughs) I cannot wait to do this. Yes. Okay. So natural is like, you see my earring, like woven Uh and like the beads and then this embroidery. And then ingenue is like these little details, like a princess. So I'm a hippie princess. That's my style. I love it. So that's why I've moved to newly because Rent the Runway is really more classic and more professional looking and not quite my style. I love newly. I also use newly because they've got a lot of anthropology, free people, which would fall in your style. (gasps) Now here's my thing. Welcome to my Enneagram six life. What if I don't like the style they tell me I am? So this is what's so great. The style Mm -hmm. is based on your body architecture, which is not based on size again, just literally like your measurements of your head to your neck. Like they measure your distance. Okay. And then they measure, like they look at your overall shape, which no matter what size you are, it's pretty much. Yeah. Anyway. And then they look at your personality. (gasps) And so it's, it's likely that your, I at first was pushing back on the princess thing. Cause I've worked so hard to not be little girl. Uh-huh. Like, I want to be a little girl. Uh-huh. But then I thought, oh no, I do like tiny details. Yeah. Like I'm not like, you know, uh-huh. Rebecca okay, and Ted Lasso. So I'm not much. Rebecca. I'm not like this, like <laughs> sexy lady. I'm yeah, not yeah. that. Okay. Okay. I love it. All right. What else are you loving? The Muji. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. M-U-J-I pens. They have really fine writing. Okay. It's a Japanese company. You can get them on Amazon. I'm loving those. I love writing when I have those pens. And the Tyler, it's my own detergent. I'm so extra that I wash my own clothes separate from my boys. No, you don't. Their stuff is so stinky. (laughs) And so I use the, my friend gave it to me for- I see it here. I'm looking at it. It's like the Thanksgiving you do with girls. What is that? Friendsgiving? Uh Uh-huh. She gave us our own little- bottle of it. You can give like a little one. If you have a Christmas thing coming up and you want to okay. get for your friends, it smells amazing. You just throw a little dash in with your laundry and I feel really special. So it's the actual detergent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heather, you have opened up my eyes today to not only the things of the Holy spirit, which is great, <laughs> <laughs> but also to the fact that I need to know my color style and that I need detergent that I didn't know I needed. So So the money you save from not like impulse shopping on Instagram, when they just show you the random thing that you think it's going to look good on you and then it doesn't, you're going to save that money. You can buy the pens and the the detergent. Oh, Heather, you're a joy. I'm so happy that you're on the happy hour and I'm excited about your book. Don't mom alone and just grateful for all you're doing. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 
You guys, did you love Heather? I love Heather so much. In fact, I was on her show recently, a couple weeks ago, episode 339 over on her show. And the title of it is Truth for When You Feel Like a Bad Mom. And I don't know about you guys, if you're a mom out there, there are a lot of days that I feel like a bad mom. And that is actually a lie. I'm having to fight more than I ever have in my motherhood journey. It's kind of crazy. But when I went, I told you I was going to tell you guys something special that happened with Heather. When I went up to interview with her for her show, I was just having a really hard day, like a really hard day. In fact, the truth of the matter is, is I was doing a lot of press for my new kids book, God Made You to Be You. And every interview was asking me about motherhood. And I was just feeling down that day. I mean, I was just feeling attacked to motherhood. I was feeling like I wasn't enough. I was feeling like I was a bad mom. All the things that we sometimes feel that are not true. And the enemy just uses them to attack, attack, attack. So after we finished our conversation, I was about to head to the airport to head home. And I kind of unpacked all this with Heather. And she just stopped and prayed with me right there in her room that she talks about in this episode too as well. And she prayed for me. And it's a moment I'll never forget. And I think I've already talked about here on the podcast before, but I wanted to say it again because it was so special. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It is deep. It is rich. It is important for us to stay in community. And so I hope this has been a beneficial listen for you today. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I had a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.